Welcome to the I Love Seville show, guys. My name is Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us on a Monday afternoon. We're live in downtown Charlottesville. It's a show presented by the Blue Ridge Venture Fund. Find information about the Blue Ridge Venture Fund online at blueridgeventurefund.com. Six businesses within the last um, few months have been supercharged with connections made through the Blue Ridge Venture Fund. Uh, the fund connects businesses looking to grow with investors looking to uh, invest capital uh, for growth purposes into concepts and models they believe or are passionate about. Today's program is loaded with information. In fact, I had to cherry pick what we were going to talk about and what we were not going to talk about. Some days you get to this set and to this studio and you're like, man, the show writes itself. Other days, you're working the phones, text messaging, emailing, FaceTiming, stakeholders and, and community members saying what needs to get out here. Today's show just pretty much put itself together. Charlottesville High School, this city, the city's only high school is in, how do I characterize this? Um, is in a bit of disarray. And I think that's putting it gently. Classes were canceled this past Friday in surprising fashion. And the 6 a.m. hour on Friday morning, right before parents and teachers and administrators and students were prepared to leave the warmth of their houses within this 10.2 square mile city and head to the only high school in Charlottesville, a notification on social media a notification via phones and text messages hits um, thousands of inboxes and phones and social channels saying classes are canceled today. This past Friday morning, and what, what was undoubtedly, that's a word for you, Jamie Turner, um, a coordinated sick out. A sick out is a strategy where staffers, at the same time, utilize their sick days to make a point. And we saw that at CHS on Friday. Teachers, in coordination, in coordinated fashion, utilize their sick days on the exact day. And the one aspect of any school you need for that school to run is teachers. Principals can call out sick. Coaches can call out sick. Students can call out sick. Cafeteria workers and janitors can call out sick. Heck, we've seen school systems in this area run without bus drivers. But what schools cannot do is run without a teacher workforce. And so many teachers at the very same time on Friday chose to call out sick that classes were canceled. A coordinated sick out, some folks have called it the only coordinated sick out in Central Virginia education history. Judah Wickhauer, our director and producer, covered that extremely well on Friday. The sick out was coordinated because of a number of reasons. I'll outline them in no particular order. We've had deteriorating professional conditions at Charlottesville High School for years now, certainly since we've returned to school from the pandemic and from COVID. 
We've had teachers and staff at Charlottesville High School feeling underappreciated, underpaid, and undervalued for years now, certainly since COVID and the pandemic. We've had a shortage of labor at Charlottesville High School and across school systems all over Central Virginia, heck, the Commonwealth and the country for years now, certainly since COVID and the pandemic. Folks are being asked to do more with less, and that wears on people, and it whittles them down like number two pencils. Perhaps most concerning, violence has escalated to levels of dangerous minds, lean on me, movies where school systems were taken over by a small group of students, and this small group of students changed the quality of, of, of professional life and education life within hallways and classrooms, and we're seeing that at Charlottesville High School. This is literally almost verbatim from Lean on Me, the movie, and Dangerous Minds, the movie. You have what is estimated 30 to 50 students at Charlottesville High School. 30 to 50 students roaming the hallways of schools, roaming the hallway of Charlottesville High School, not going to class, and pretty much creating violence, unsafe conditions, brawls, essentially doing, what do you call a group of people that coordinate each other, that work in coordination to create violence, break the law, and break rules? I would say that's a gang. It's about as close as you can get. We'll get Judah Wickhauer in here shortly, if he has this two-shot ready to go. I, I, I'm going to ask you this question again. A group of people that works in coordination with each other to break the law, disobey authority to the point of cussing them out to their face, getting physical with authority, hitting directly or indirectly, completely ignoring, breaking the law, and breaking rules. That is would seem like the definition of what gang activity is. 30 to 50 students roaming the hallways looking for fights, starting brawls, and perhaps most concerning this past Thursday, opening entrances to Charlottesville High School to allow what we know is one adult onto school grounds to take part in the brouhaha. Some sources, and this was written in the Daily Progress, have indicated two adults were let in through a side door to come into the school to contribute to the brouhaha, the melee, the brawl, the fighting, the violence, the rule-breaking. On separate occasions this past Thursday, police were called. We've had significant police presence at Charlottesville High School this school year, significant police presence at Charlottesville High School this past Thursday. The school was on lockdown. Planned fire drills were canceled. Even when the police were present this past Thursday, the folks, the members of this roving gang, chose to disregard and ignore the police that was on grounds. That shows you how brazen these students are. Not only are they cussing out students, excuse me, not only are they cussing out teachers, cussing out administrators, not only have they influenced a principal to quit in the middle of the term with very little notice given, 
Not only have they deteriorated quality of life, not only have they terrified and spooked other students, other uh, coaches and teachers and administrators, not only have they created violence and brawls and brouhaha's, not only have they let folks in through the side door that were adults that should not be on grounds of Charlottesville High School, not only have they been the foundation for multiple police calls, not only have they been the foundation and the influence for multiple police vehicles and cruisers and many taxpayer resources to be utilized at Charlottesville High School to regain sanity, control, civility, but these same students are looking at police in the face while at Charlottesville High School and basically cussing them out, ignoring them. This is the law they're doing this to. On Friday's show, we asked, we encouraged, we suggested that teachers at Charlottesville High School, Judah and I both, utilize the power of collective influence and a collective sick out to insist they would not be coming to school on Monday or Tuesday. We said if you did not do this, your Friday actions would either be perceived as a bluff or, Judah put it even more pointedly, your Friday actions, your sick out, would just be chalked up in the column of COVID or actual sickness and ignored. That's pretty much what you said. Yeah, if this wasn't... Uh, if Are this, you on a two? Yeah. If, this wasn't, if they don't make clear that this was serious, then why would the school acknowledge something like this? You're basically saying you have control over, over us by pulling something like this. In shocking fashion... In absolutely shocking fashion, Superintendent Gurley and his office, late Friday and into the weekend, say, hey, we heard and saw what happened on, on Friday with the teachers in this coordinated sick out. But now, we are going to have classes as normal and as usual on Monday and Tuesday. Superintendent Gurley utilized the power of the superintendent's office, or what he thought was the power of the superintendent's office, to try to flex his muscles and say, Monday and Tuesday are going to be as scheduled. That, and I'll cut through the BS, is not how leadership is done. How leadership is done is going to the staff members and listening to learn before making a decision from your bully pulpit. After Superintendent Gurley said it was going to be scheduled as normal on Monday and Tuesday, today and tomorrow before Thanksgiving, guess what happened? The Charlottesville Education Association, which is another term for... Uh, the... Uh Teachers Union? Union. Educators Union within Charlottesville Public Schools, not just teachers. They issued a statement. The president of that union, Shannon Gillikin, a kindergarten teacher, then there was an emergency school board meeting with the superintendent and the school board and quiet DL capacity, closed doors, not open to the public, not open to the educators, but the superintendent and the school board. This was Saturday morning. Coming out of that Saturday morning, 
The superintendent's office backtracked on its statement, which you can find online. And it backtracked on its statement where it said classes were going to happen on Monday and Tuesday. And instead said, we're going to do what the Education Association has suggested and what Charlottesville High School teachers have suggested, and we're going to have a hard reset, no classes on Monday or Tuesday. So you literally saw the superintendent try to flex his muscles on Friday afternoon. Once he flexed his muscles on Friday afternoon, Dr. Gurley, he realized that he could not run a school without teachers. And then after flexing his muscles, he deflated his muscles after an emergency closed-door meeting with the school board and said, everything I said on Friday is not going to be how it plays out. Instead, we're going to do this plan. A significant loss of credibility and face for the superintendent's office in this particular uh, management of circumstances. A significant gain of influence and power for Charlottesville High School teachers and the Education Association. How this circumstance played out, where on Friday afternoon, the superintendent said, we're going to have classes as normal on Monday and Tuesday, and then less than 24 hours later, he says, no, I take that back. We're not going to have classes on Monday and Tuesday. It was an about-face that cost the superintendent and his office clout, influence, and standing. And what was cost in clout, influence, and standing was earned equity or earned clout, influence, and standing by the Education Association and the Teachers Union and Charlottesville High School teachers. There's a listening session today. And in today's listening session, 6 p.m., at Charlottesville High School, the teachers' union has issued this statement, and I quote, we are not supporting or endorsing this event for two reasons, and we'll put you on a two-shot. Reason number one, this listening session today at 6 p.m. at Charlottesville High School, reason number one, is misleading advertising. Charlottesville United for Public Education is advertising this as a listening ses session for parents to express concerns to school board members and administration, but is in fact having a teacher panel with said questions and allowing parents to ask questions to those teachers. This is not what is advertised and is misleading to the parents hoping to be listened to by decision makers in Charlottesville City Schools. In its current format, there will be no dialogue between administrators, school board members, and parents, which is what the public is expecting. Reason number two, the teachers' union, specifically Shannon Gilligan, in a statement says, this is a divisive format. Hmm. The format of having teachers on stage at tonight at 6 o'clock and parents posing questions to teachers who are on stage puts those teachers in a defensive position. We are not the ones who need to be fielding these questions. The school board and administration are the ones that should be fielding these questions. We are not on separate sides as parents, and I'm concerned that this format creates division. 
Hmm. Shannon Gillican in her statement says, I will be there to watch and listen, but I wanted to, I wanted you all to know the background. I am focused on hearing staff concerns and representing you. I am always eager to partner with parents who are solution oriented and I view them as our partners. My concern is solely about the format and organization of this event. With gratitude, Shannon Gillican, President, Charlottesville Education Association. My pronoun, pronouns are she, her, hers. Viewers and listeners that are watching this fine and fair talk show. In straightforward fashion and cutting through the BS, the circumstances within Charlottesville High School, within CPS, are vastly more precarious, vastly more concerning, vastly more vulnerable, vastly more fragile than they were just a few days ago on Friday when I was hosting this talk show with my friend Judah Wickhauer. You have the only school in Charlottesville city limits on the brink of a standoff. You have in less than a month, a te- less than a month from getting approved, the teacher union already flexing its muscles and showing where the true influence and power rests. The staff. Parents in Central Virginia, we are seeing the playbook of what could happen in your school system. Most notably and specifically, I would think within Albemarle High School where we've heard stories of violence, of brawls, of stampedes, of hazing slash assault in locker rooms, of drug use, of cell phones being rampant, of truancy, of tardiness, and a lack of accountability. The same elements present at CHS are, in one version of another, present at AHS, Almoral High School. I want to unpack this with you, viewer and listeners, on the Monday edition of the I Love Seville show, a couple of days before Thanksgiving. Judah Wickhauer, a voice of reason on this talk show, where would you like to begin? Uh, I'd like to begin with uh, accountability. Uh, it doesn't sound like anything's being done about these kids, and I think that's the first thing to do. You can't have any solution that doesn't involve punishing students who are roaming the halls acting like, you know, a lawless gang of children. I mean, that's, that's, what, the, that's what the teachers took off Friday for, right? Because it was an untenable situation to continue trying to teach in that kind of environment. So I don't see how any uh, solution that doesn't involve uh, punishment is going to have any effect. thousand percent agree with Judah Wickhauer. I'll take it a step further. Great point from you, my friend. The students, the 30 to 50, is first I'm going to ask you this question. Utilizing the term gang is a term or a word that suggests certain connotations and denotations. When you have 30 to 50 students working in coordination, breaking the law, breaking the rules, disregarding authority, and doing whatever they, they want, 
despite consequences or in spite of no consequences, do you think it's fair to utilize the adjective or the term gang to describe? Mm, I think it's a little too weighted. Uh, it has certain meanings and connotations that I don't know. How would you characterize it? I mean, you're not wrong. I just think that the, uh, <clears throat> the implication of them being a part of some organized gang outside of the school, uh, I don't have any information on that. And so I, it may be, uh, I feel like it's a bit, um, I, I, feel like, I feel like you're giving the impression of something that may not be true. How would you characterize it? This is the question I asked. Mm, I would characterize them as... Uh, Do I have to characterize it as a roving group of students who are breaking the law, breaking rules, disregarding authority, creating violence, cussing out police, not listening to police, creating fights, brouhaha's, hurting people, opening doors to allow adults into classrooms, and otherwise damaging the quality of life of entities and their friends and neighbors. Is that how I have to describe it? I think perhaps you've swung too far in the other direction, but uh, yeah, I mean, in, unless you have some information that they are part of a gang, I would, I would be careful how you use that word. Okay, we have, I will heed Judah's advice. We have 30 to 50 students running rampant within Charlottesville High School with no regard to laws or rules, authority, doing whatever they want, whenever they want, no matter fear of punishment. Their actions include violence, drug use, hurting people around them, including authority members, and completely ignoring and disregarding the police in circumstances. I guess I have to describe it that way, and I will not utilize the G word. I'll throw this to the viewers and listeners. The 30 to 50 students, Judah, have been highlighted by teachers on and off the record to us and to various other publications that they are being given the benefit of the doubt constantly because Charlottesville Public Schools wants to maintain graduation rates. And the fear is if these 30 to 50 students are suspended and or expelled because truancy, tardiness, violence, cussing at teachers, doing drugs, allowing adults in through the side door, completely ignoring the police, completely ignoring authority, having no fear of retribution or accountability or the law. If they are held accountable for this list of concerns and actions, then that will impact Charlottesville High School's graduation rates. It's about damn time we start prioritizing the teacher's quality of life and professional life over juking the stats. Juking the stats is a reference from The Wire on HBO, one of the best shows of all time. In Bunny Colvin, he was a high-ranking police officer he was a character in The Wire, and he was essentially asked to juke the stats. And in The Wire, Bunny Colvin created an area of his district in Baltimore called Hamsterdam. 
Amsterdam was a play on Amsterdam. Amsterdam, we know, is an area in Europe where drug use and certain activity is ignored, permitted, allowed, or welcomed. Well, in The Wire, Bunny Colvin and the folks that he was policing within his police department, the Baltimore Police Department, the folks couldn't say Amsterdam that were on the streets. And instead, they called it Hamsterdam, like H-A-M to the beginning. Has Charlottesville High School created its version of Bunny Colvin's Hamsterdam because they're concerned with juking the stats? Is Superintendent Gurley's office and the school board, Charlottesville School Board, more concerned with graduation rates and juking the stats than actually prioritizing quality and professional life of teachers and staff? And not, if so, not to mention all the students who want it, who are there to learn. Thank you for correcting me. I, I, we have to. I think we should point out that the majority of the of the kids at CHS are kids. They're there to they're there to learn, go to class, do their homework, to go to band practice, go to go to you know <clears throat> sports practice. Uh, they're they're also being adversely affected by by this roving band of. What was the word? Ne'er-do-wells. Uh, was it the G word you used there? No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We got it. Words matter here. Over 1,200 students and 30 to 50 of them are impacting. You, 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 do you understand what is happening here, ladies and gentlemen? 30 to 50 people, 30 to 50 minors are impacting 1,200 plus students plus staff. They've pretty much ground the, the school to a halt. And we still don't use the G word for that? Isn't that similar behavior we've seen in neighborhoods, local, commonwealth-wide, and countrywide, where a small portion of the population impacts the quality of life and the comings and goings of neighborhoods? But we can't use the G word? I didn't say you can't. I just said you. you I, I, no, I, I trust you. I just you. suggested you be I careful you. using it because we don't. I don't I trust think we you. No. I trust you. If you don't want me to use the G word, I'm not going to use the G word. More news from Charlottesville High School. Kenny Leatherwood has been named the principal. That news broke a couple hours ago. I know Kenny Leatherwood well. I know his son, Kevin Leatherwood. Kenny Leatherwood is an A-plus man. Someone tell Kenny, Mr. Leatherwood, Principal Leatherwood, or his son, Kevin Leatherwood. We're giving him props on this talk show. This is a fantastic human being, Kenny Leatherwood. He was previously the principal at Charlottesville High School. He was one time the boys' basketball coach at Charlottesville High School. He was the boys' basketball coach before Mitch Miner at Charlottesville High School. Kenny Leatherwood has been handpicked by the superintendent to take Charlottesville High School and potentially right the ship in the right direction. More news for you. Six o'clock tonight, a listening session, a community-invited session with school board and superintendent, perhaps teachers present, parents present, and students present. This will be arguably one of the most important sessions or meetings, whatever the hell you want to call this, community gathering, a listen-to-learn situation 
in Charlottesville High School history. Here's the path to success for me, and then I want the path to success for you. The 30 to 50 students that are impacting professional and quality of life for students and teachers and administrators alike, it's time the hammer is dropped, whether juking the stats is concerned or not, or prioritized or not, and those 30 to 50 students need to be suspended, expelled, extradited to a completely different educational building infrastructure scenario. If high school is not for them, and it seems like high school is not for them because there's no focus on school or classes or following the rules, then you need them to get them out of the high school. And if the optics of this are terrible, and here's what the optics are going to be. I want you to hear what the optics are going to be. The 30 to 50 students here, and we've heard this from the teachers, We've heard this on the record and off the record. We've confirmed this with parents. We've confirmed this with students. We've confirmed this with coaches. We've confirmed this with support staff. The 30 to 50 students that are going to be expelled here are students of color. And the optics of this are not going to be fantastic. But the response to that optics... That perception scenario from Dr. Gurley is this is what we have to do for the remaining 1,180 students or 1,170 students that are in our hallways plus support staff, plus teachers, plus staff, plus uh, aides. And that move needs to happen on Monday. We know for a fact that staff knows who the kids are. The time for juking the stats is no more. We realize juking the stats does not work. And I want everyone watching this program to realize this. Yet four spots on the Charlottesville School Board come up for election this year. Majority control. Four of seven. And those candidates ran unopposed. The school board in Charlottesville has been dominated by one party, just like the school board in Albemarle has been do dominated by one party. And there's no secret that Albemarle County Public Schools and Charlottesville Public Schools have prioritized elements of education over others. And maybe it's about time we start prioritizing this element of education first. Quality of life for teachers and staff, numero uno. Safety and quality of life for students, numero dos, two. Because you are going to see, because of these circumstances, the gentrification of Charlottesville Public Schools to levels we've never seen before. There's a reason we have so many private schools in this area, and there's a reason they're on waiting lists. And as the socioeconomic demographics continue to change within Charlottesville and Almaro County, i.e. hybrid work, remote work, wealth moving into the area, people working for big money firms outside of the area but living within this community, cost of living going up, real estate assessments going up, real estate tax rates going up, 
taxes left and right, meals tax, sales tax. The community, for the most part, is getting homogenous and wealthy, and no one can argue with that. The last thing anyone wants in this community for our public school systems or the only high school in Charlottesville to become an epicenter of those who cannot afford other educational environments. Because that's the definition of gentrification of education. And lastly, and then you jump in, and then we're going to talk Albemarle County Public Schools, specifically Mountain View Elementary redistricting plans, which was sent to me by a very valued viewer and listener. Albemarle County Public School teachers and staff and Albemarle County Public School parents, if you do not think that this can happen within Albemarle County Public Schools, you are not reading the tea leaves correctly. We had, and he's watching the program right now, Mr. Bill, Bill Munkachi on the show. And when Mr. Bill Munkachi was on the program, multiple times, he was on this show, right, Judah? Yep. What did he describe conditions within Almaro High School? Horrendous. Much of the same. Yeah. What do you remember? I remember that it's part of the reason he left. Part of the reason a lot of people have left. I've got a friend who was also, uh, who was also uh, working at Charlottesville High School, and, and he left a couple of years ago. Same, same exact uh, explanations and reasons. Uh, talked, about, uh, talked about lack of, lack of help from administration, lack of, uh, of punishment. Uh, students would get sent to the office for, uh, for whatever it was, and they'd be right back in the class 10 minutes later. And those, are, and those are kids that are actually going to class. Colleen Tyler watching the program. She says, Judah, will this work for you? How about we call it a gang within a school? This is far, far from a clique or a group. Yeah, I, that's fine. I call it a school gang. I just, you know, I, lacking further information, I, I think it's uh, um, careless to... Um, to designate them a gang. Can we use gang within a school in yeah. 2023 lexicon and be okay? How about shorten it to just school gang? Okay. This is a school gang. Sure. A school gang. Derek Bond watching the program. I respect this man. Derek Bond says this. This is a symptom of the city council and how they have embraced lawlessness Kevin Higgins in Greenwood says this the teachers gain influence but so did the kids that created this issue that is the real problem the system needs to deal with now I can't see how this school ever opens without significant changes I think a massive student sick out is next it's not safe to even enter that building Derek Bond says, stop with the political correctedness. This from a mom who just texted, who just DM'd us. I have a rising high schooler in our household. He will not go to Charlottesville High School. We were already contemplating homeschooling or private schooling. While we cannot afford private school, we don't have the time to homeschool. My husband and I will consider either a third job or cutbacks in our budget for our rising high schooler 
to consider private school or to be placed in private school mm -hmm. moving forward. It's a shame. Lisa Costello on Cherry Avenue. The teachers in schools have been accused of racism based only on the achievement gap and testing scores between different racial groups. Lisa Costello on Cherry Avenue. I think much has been made over equity than one, when one ethnic group is being disciplined more than the others, the teachers in schools get blamed for that. She also highlights that Kenny Leatherwood was there when she went to Charlottesville High School, class of 1985. Wow. John Blair on LinkedIn. If you are a parent of a Charlottesville High School student, how can you possibly let your child go back to school until and unless the school division provides overwhelming evidence of the doors being secured during the school day? Given the terrifying nature of school shootings, any parent is 100% justified in not returning a child to school until door security is proven. We can Monday morning quarterback this or that, but at the end of the day, we should be concerned for any kid or teacher in that building if non-students enter the school on Thursday without permission or knowledge of school officials. This is absolutely 100% unacceptable. Agreed. That scared the most. That's what scared uh, my better half. That side doors being open to allow adults that are not in that school into the building to instigate and drive the violence. Can you imagine if that side door, the adult that was entered, was, had a weapon in their possession? And if anyone, anyone needs to hear this, you need to hear this. Metal, metal detectors at the school, I think, need to be instigated, instituted. School resource officers, the ban on school resource officers for Charlottesville Public Schools, that is absurd now. And school resource officers need to return to the hallways. That's going to irritate some people, but it's clear they are needed, school resource officers within Charlottesville High School. The side doors, if they don't have cameras or better security or locks or safety, that needs to be clearly outlined by the superintendent's office. Immediately, immediately. In fact, if I was the Charlottesville Public School uh, Union, the Charlottesville Education Association Union, I would say, I want to see, I want to do a walkthrough. I want to do a walkthrough with the superintendent and a walkthrough with the superintendent's lieutenants. And I want to see the following. How are the side doors secured? When is the school resource officers coming back? And we want more than one. We need metal to, uh, undoubtedly weapons detectors. We need to have improved communication methods. We need to have these 30 to 50 students either suspended or expelled and positioned into other education environments. School's not for everyone. School's not for everyone. We want to figure out what your plans are for the principal moving forward. We respect Kenny Leatherwood as an interim. Kenny Leatherwood is not a spring chicken. That's fair to say to Mr. Leatherwood. What are the plans for the principal's position moving forward? That's fair to say. I've heard scuttlebutt, and I'm, I'm going to strike that, not even scuttlebutt. I've heard off-the-record conversation that there's classes within Charlottesville High School where students are going to class, and for entire periods, there have not been teachers present. Hmm. So you have classes with no teachers. Is that class? If you have class with no teacher, can I describe that as a class? 
How do I describe a class with no teacher for an entire period? Study hall. Doesn't study hall have supervision? I honestly don't know. Is class with no teacher called recess? No, it's not called recess because recess has supervision. Is class with no teacher called lunch? No, because lunch has supervision. What is class with no teacher called? Sincerely mean that. This was sent to me over the weekend. A lot of people aren't following this. And I'm going to read this verbatim without utilizing the name. Hi, Jerry. Lost in all the education news is a new middle school redistricting plan for Albemarle County. They are going to stop sending Mountain View kids to Burley Middle School in 2026. If your son or daughter starts school at Burley in 2024, your son or daughter will be forced to move to Walton for their final year of middle school. A lot of parents are frustrated and upset right now because rising students at Burley will spend two years in middle school and then one year at Walton. If this is the plan, why has Albemarle County Public Schools not insisted that the students go for a Mountain View straight to Walton instead of going two years at Burley and then going to Walton? This particular viewer and listener who I trust tremendously then shares a link from Mountain View Elementary that describes this transition plan. I'm sending this, I'm publishing this link in the comments section of my personal Facebook page, in the comments of the I Love Seville Facebook page, in the comments of LinkedIn, where this show is streaming on, and the Twitter thread where this show is streaming on. I'm doing that now. Please check out this link from Mountain View Elementary. I just put it on Twitter. I'll put it on I Love Seville Food. And I'll put it on I Love Seville. We just shared it in front of, I don't know, thirty to 40,000 people. Let's go to Twitter DMs. Deep Throat, watching the program. I'm meeting with a friend in San Francisco right now. The first thing she asks is, what's the deal with the schools in Charlottesville? We saw stories that they had to shut down because of a brawl. He says, this news travels fast. And he says, class with no teachers is called Lord of the Flies. This from Ginny Hu in DM. I don't want to out my teacher friends who took early retirement and gave up part of their pension, but I do want to say they left for the exact reasons your anonymous person shared. Rules are never enforced, and you are criticized for holding students, and you're criticized for holding students of color accountable. 
Vanessa Parkhill in Earliesville. No grandfathering for those who start at Burley to allow them to finish there. I assume all of those kids will ultimately go to Monticello High School. It does not sound like those kids will be grandfathered, Vanessa. They will ask to go from Burley to Walton for the final year of middle school, which is a challenging time for any young man or any young woman. Middle school. And yes, on the Monticello High School migration, you are correct there. Bill McChesney, class without teachers is anarchy. Olivia Branch, my generation had fights between two and we watch, but teachers and assistant principals were on site in minutes and you were expelled minutes later. What is happening to our schools? Sarah Hill Buchensky, SHB, I would encourage all area parents to ask about the door security at their child's school, elementary through high school. Do you even as a parent need to be buzzed in or side in at the front door. The, the opening of other entrances within schools is terrifying. Is that fair? Definitely. Kevin Higgins calls this a circus. Anything you would like to add before we go to what seems like such a surface issue topic? Marlene Jones says, Jay James on the WINA morning program had a great assessment of this. What was that assessment, Marlene Jones? I'm happy to relay that live on air. Mm -hmm. I did not catch uh, Mr. James on the WINA morning show. Loved you, James. He's a great guy. guy. Reasonable guy. What would you like to add to this? I, th- I think we've said most everything, but I think uh, you've got to start with those with those students. There has to be something done about them because uh, I... Are you okay with expulsion? Uh, not as a, not as a first... Not as the, the first... Some of them may, some of them may need it, and I think that... Uh, it's obviously not for not for us to assess, um, but yeah, I'm I'm okay with I'm okay with expulsion if uh, if it's warranted. Uh, I think the teachers and hopefully the administrators have a better idea of of who just needs to be separated from from bad influences and who's actually leading these things and needs to be taken out of this school system and perhaps place somewhere, somewhere else. Um, but yeah, that's the, the first thing you need to, uh, you, you can't have kids wandering around halls, swearing at teachers and starting fights. I would swear not, at the police too. was, I don't, I don't know much about the details of the police officer. Who's, um, nearly a dozen police officers on scene on Thursday. No, but there was a police officer who was, uh, who was in uh, medical, a medical condition. That was now. not tied to this. That wasn't tied to Charlottesville? No. Not the schools directly. Okay. That was tied to um, the arrest of a minor. The minor uh, fought back and yeah. led to a serious injury with a police officer. Right. I didn't know whether that was... Uh... No, sir. Okay. Um, I... 
I wouldn't want uh, as a, as a parent. I wouldn't want my kids there, knowing that those kids were still uh, were still free and running around the school. And as a teacher, I wouldn't want to go back there, knowing that they were free and running around the school either. I oh. don't see how you can have. I don't see how you can have. There's not a chance in H U double hockey sticks. My wife would allow our sons to return to the school without a very succinct, clear playbook of how safety is going to be reinstalled and, and, and student and parent and staff confidence yep. is going to be uh, assured and guaranteed. Definitely. Folks, teachers, st- excuse me, our kids, our children spend more time in schools than they do under our direct supervision in some cases, many cases, most cases, yep. certainly during the school year. If you disregard think- sleeping time, time where right. our kids are sleeping in bed, our children, our most precious aspects of our lives, are spending more time away from us in schools than they are under our eyes or our vision or under our guidance as parents. Yeah. It's, the trust has been broken. Right. Until, uh, until those kids are... I'm not even with. sure. Can you can you even reestablish this level of trust and 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 confidence in a week over the Thanksgiving holiday? I would. It would never work for my wife. I would need to know that those kids aren't still in the school. And you're right. I don't care about uh, about the school stats. Uh, I would. I care about the uh, the teachers and the students that are that are there for the purpose they're supposed to be there. And uh, Charlottesville High School is Hamsterdam. Okay. The school board, the school board is uh, Carchetti, Mayor Carchetti from Baltimore and The Wire. And Mayor Carchetti, Mayor Carchetti from The Wire, the mayor, he's the school board. And the school board has, Mayor Carchetti and the school board have influenced the police chief which is the superintendent, Superintendent Gurley. And Superintendent Gurley and the police chief, the police chief from The Wire, and Dr. Gurley, the superintendent, Charlottesville Public Schools, they have encouraged their lieutenants, which is the principals, and their army, their workers, their people on the streets, their police, the teachers and staff, to juke the stats. And in process of juking the stats, Hamsterdam has been created. And Hamsterdam is Charlottesville High School right now. Watch The Wire. All righty then. Hamsterdam. Watch The Wire. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This seems so trivial and trite what I'm about to talk about here. There's been a price cut at Red Pump Kitchen. This is Eddie Kay's listing. Red Pump Kitchen, the restaurant in the downtown mall, now $7,500 a month. $7,500 $7,500 a month to rent 5,000 square feet in the mall. You know what the price per square is? $1.50. $1.50 a square. You know what this started at? Let me see if I can find what it started at. 8600 per month in July of this year. So Red Pump Kitchen... per month in asking rent. 
It hasn't rented since the middle of the summer. Now we're in the dog days of winter. That $8,600 a month asking rent for Red Pump Kitchen, now down to $7,500 per month. Same restaurant, same square feet. They've cut $1,100 off this. And they're negotiable. This is one of the marquee spots on the mall, an end cap with 4th Street traffic driving right by it. So if you wanted to go to the restaurant, you could just let out your wife, your husband, elderly in your party, out the door in five seconds on 4th Street, and they could just walk inside and keep your table warm. From 8600 to 7500 a month, one of the most prime locations downtown that's been vacant since the beginning of COVID. It's been vacant since the beginning of the pandemic, people. It's the Monday edition of the I Love Seville show. We cut through the BS and we offer commentary that is honest and real and raw and it make you, may make you feel uncomfortable, but it comes from a place of wanting what's best for this community. And we do it Monday through Friday right here on the I Love Seville network. For J-Dubs, a.k.a. Judah Wickhauer, my name is Jerry Miller. Thank you for joining us.